You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. David, I want to go back to Friday because I don't know, it, I, I, I wasn't really interested on Friday, but uh, with about an hour to go on Wall Street, I had a look at the markets and I suddenly saw the S&P up um, 3% and everything rallying. Now, I've got my own theory about this. But I want you to give me your theory. Is it a short covering rally ahead of the Northern Hemisphere summer proper? In other words, July, August. Is it the fact that um, you know, people are, are exhausted from, from, from selling and they think that all the worst is now sort of baked into the market, uh, if you like? Uh, what, 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 what do you think? Why, think? why did it rally so dramatically? Letter. I think the latter. I think that... Um, perhaps everything is already baked in. We've been over negative mm. and nobody really knows. No, no, no one really knows. Everybody's having a guess, but the markets have taken the most dramatic view. And all you needed was someone like Bullard, you know, uh, uh, from the Fed, you know, one of the uh, Fed Reserve um, governors to say that, um, you know, recession fears might be overdone. And you get one or two issues like that. I got a uh, something from Alpine Macro, which I haven't read yet. It's a global strategy and says, where is the bottom? So all of a sudden, we're now starting to dig at and saying, okay, so where is this going to stop? Which is a far cry from everybody saying, you know, it's going to continue. So suddenly, people are questioning whether it can fall further. Lindsay, I stand by what we've been talking it's very early stages to to start believing that this will recover dramatically against the backdrop that we have where we don't know how long it's going to take for inflation to to uh, settle. You know, it could take a month. This might be the bottom. I'm not saying it's not the bottom, hmm. but it'll take a long time to kind of get away from it and to get confidence where people come in. Uh, you're going to have the rallies that we saw, and I, I, I'm thrilled that we're getting these kind of rallies and that. But I will only be secure or more secure when when the numbers that come out give you some kind of comfort that things can mend or, you know, that, that, we're, that uh, we're recovering. You know, it's, I don't think it's there yet. So I'm bullish. You know, I, you know I'm bullish, and I, I love it when markets pick up. And I don't want to get too nervous, but I, I think I would prefer time. Do you know what I mean? I prefer I prefer a bottom to be made on secure ground rather than you know people just coming in and that. But if it runs away, you know, then it runs away from you, as we saw with NASPES today. You know, what I mean, yeah, we have to talk about that. Can, mm. We'll talk about it. What I'm trying to say is that's what markets can do. You know, when you're not looking. <laughs> And, okay. and, and that sometimes become a that sometimes become a, becomes an issue. You know, you say, well, why did it turn? Why did it go fast? And suddenly everybody's buying for no reason. But but from my own, you know, where I'm handling other people's money, where I'm handling like your money, or you know, I don't mean yours literally. No, no, I understand. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. You've got to be you've got to be secure that there's some foundation on which this is based. Could be, it could be earnings, it could be anything like that, or something that's more secure than where we are at the moment. David, I have to look at the, we have to talk about this because it's the big story yeah. of the day. Mm -hmm. um, okay, uh, 
The first thing that came up this morning at five past seven South African time, process disposal of JD.com shares received yep. from Tencent Holdings Limited. You'll comment on that. Naspers, exactly the same okay. thing. Uh, then we had process, the group announces the beginning of an open-ended share repurchase program of mm. process and Naspers shares. Then Naspers comes out at seven minutes past seven. The group announces the beginning, etc. And then after that, annual results announcement for the year ended 31st of March. Uh, process does the same. I've got process up 16%. I've got Naspers up nearly 22%. This is extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, they were up even more than that. They were Naspers at one stage and process at one stage, which is our, what I've been watching up almost um, you know, 23, I think 27% at one stage. Yeah. So there's been huge movement. It's It's difficult to get a grip on it. Uh, why, you know, if we start with uh, the JD.com JD shares, you know, those were issued, Those that was a dividend that was declared by Tencent. Uh, they received, uh, I don't know, what, what, 130 odd million shares, which they sold, and correctly so. It's not part, as they explain, it's not really part of what they wanted, you know, of where they're going. It's not core, so they sold it, got the money, and that offset debt. That, that took away whatever debt they might have had, uh, two or three billion, and, and puts them in a positive position. Now, I, I don't know where – I didn't go through all the narrative. You know, all there's, – there's, there's a lot of talk and whether they're going to sell more Tencent shares or a hint of that. Because, Lindsay, the last time they sold uh, a chunk down, which was not too long ago, hmm. they, they said they wouldn't do it for another three years or so. So I don't know whether that holds or whether they've now neutralized that or negated that. I can't work that out. And perhaps this is why people are getting all, um, you know, this, uh, people are getting all excited and thinking that there's going to be lots and lots of money, which they can then go and buy back shares, which are at a deep discount. Mm. Um, if you look at the pure numbers, they're awful. You know what I mean? The, the numbers are awful. Um, I, I thought the revenue was up. Sorry, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone through them, David. I thought that uh, there was some very glamorous revenue numbers, for example. Yes. Um, no. Well, let's go. If we go through them, and I think this is very, this is relevant. Um, if you go through them, NASPERS, and I'm going at process because that's the one that I've been focusing on. You know, you then go down to NASPERS, which has got a couple of small other other small businesses. But they, they, they publish a revenue, EBITDA, and then trading profit. And trading profit's the real number. Yeah. Now, they made five I'm, – I'm forget about uh, some of the equity accounted adjustments in that. We're just looking at if this was a business, you know, if, you, if we, we consolidated all the – you know, the fact that they only own 30% of, of NASPAS or something, if you brought that in in a consolidated basis. I don't want to get too technical, but mm. – they made $5 billion, okay? Yeah. Of which NASPERS contributed $6.4 billion. So, okay, should How I How does that, that work? <laughs> well, that means that all the other companies took away. You know? Oh, I so there was see. A neg yes, okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so Tencent contributes 125% of processes' uh, numbers. You know, of, of profit. All the other businesses, the classifieds, the food delivery, uh, payments and fintech and education, e-tail and all the others take away 
you know, mail.ru, which is now called YK, it's okay. You know, it gives a little bit of money. But fundamentally, all those other businesses have actually lost more money. Wait a you second, mail.ru, I, I, uh, I thought they'd written that off. Uh, am I wrong? No, I thought, no, no, they made about 40. Well, they might have done it during the year. I'm not sure. I also thought they'd got rid of it. Yes. But it contributed about 46 million. So it might be something of the past. I don't know. I think it might be. I think it's I gone. I also thought it was, but uh, mm, it is it possibly gone, and it's out the numbers. But this is for the year, so it's in the numbers for the year. So right. I'm not even – I'm ignoring them. Yes. I, I, I thought they had uh, done exactly that because of where they are, you know, because of uh, it's in Russia. So, so you know, a lot of these numbers have, have actually reduced um, – I mean, have increased uh, in losses. So when I look at that, I'm saying, okay, you know um, – um, food delivery is costing them an absolute fortune. The losses have doubled. Um, you know, education tech also. Now, there might be reasons why that's happening. You know, I can't – I'm giving you a very perfunctory understanding of what's happened because you've got to go through 70-odd pages of, of reporting, you know, to get to the bottom. Mm. So, as I said, I always like to go to the segmental analysis and go from there and say, okay, I've got a picture of what's happening. Now let's – <laughs> now let's colour in, you know, you know what I mean? Let's well, exactly, the, 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 the operation... put a little bit of meat around there. The operating loss in 2021 was 5.116 billion. Uh, the operating loss in 2022, the period under review, 6.866 billion. So it's going up. And yet, on the other hand, it says, in a year marked with continued global turmoil and uncertainty... So they say, in other words, we've lost money, uh, which is made for a turbulent operating period. They um, uh, they've said that their revenue grew fifty eight percent. E commerce segment revenue grew fifty eight percent to nine point eight billion dollars, and yet they're still not doing well. Yeah, I know. You know that's a problem. These are this is the Uber type business where. You know, eventually you've got to say, hold on a sec, I want to make money. Uh, you know, these are, the, these are the kind of businesses that you will – we often bring up when we talk about tech. I don't like to go into companies that are not making money, you know, that are not making profits. I don't like to look and, and, and you know, too much into the future. Now, if you're doing food delivery, food delivery is growing and growing. More and more people are doing it. But – You've, you've, you've got to control the whole world if you want to, you want to make money from it. And I don't think Uber's still, I, I don't think they're making anything as, as yet. So I'm not sure that those are the kind of areas that I would go into. None of the areas in which they're in do they really have a dominant type of business, nor are they ones that I think are going to make a big mark. You know, in, in other words, change the axis on which the world revolves. Um, as we saw with Amazon or we saw with Alphabet or businesses like that. My theory, so I, I, uh, sorry, my theory on, on, on food delivery is it's not a big barrier to entry, first of all. We always talk about a, com a company in the Netherlands in Eindhoven called, yeah. uh, what is it called? Um, uh, Take, AS Takeaway. ASML. No, it's ASML. Exactly. You can't just wake up and say, gosh, no, they're doing no. well. I think I'll do the same thing. You can't do that. But with a no, food delivery no. service, of course you can. And yeah. my theory yeah. is that the... It it will it will fragment itself. 
it'll mm. it, it will compartmentalize itself in other words you'll be in parkhurst parktown north craighall park wow. and there'll be a service that says okay there's 56 restaurants in that area mm. and we are going to serve that particular area it's mm. not difficult to get a few kids on on yeah. scooters and bikes yeah. to deliver food if you want to, I don't think it's yeah. very profitable. And I, I just think it's been overplayed enormously yeah. by Nespers process. So. Yeah. I, I think so. I know I, when I drive wherever I drive now, and I think not only in Johannesburg, but in any city now, you know, you nearly knock three people over, you know, cause they're zooming in and out and, and all of them are, are kind of almost self-employed, uh, you know, picking up the cheapest bikes that they can. And I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's a little bit of a dangerous area, but but you're dead right. You know you know what I'm saying. You're that's what worries me I, mm. um, about this. I like you know I hope Tencent comes right. They're a, a very specific company. You know in gaming and whatever they do. Uh, but but when I look at these other businesses, it bothers you know it bothers me that 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 I don't know whether you know uh, where this is going. Yes, they can have money and they can buy their shares back. But that's not long-lasting. You know what I mean? That's not long. They've got to start making these other businesses profitable. Yes, so, yes they have. And they don't generate cash out of Tencent. You know, they generate it from the sale of Tencent, but not from Tencent itself. So why is the, the, the market rallied? Is it, is it because of the sale of um, uh, the shares and the share, the share buyback uh, program? Is it as simple as that? It could be. Mm. Yeah, I, it could be. Or it short could covering. Be simply that. And, 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 and short covering, mm. maybe. Okay. You know, It'd be very interesting but, to I mean, see what happens tomorrow. You, mm. You've got to look through, you know, you know what I'm saying? You've got to look through those numbers yourself. You know, that's what I'm saying. Look through them and say, okay, where's this all leading? I know that there's short-term variations. The share's been at a huge discount to its underlying value. Yeah. And I'm thrilled because I've had nice person portfolios for a long time. And the fact that they're going up 15, 20% just before the statements go out for the year, for the, for the half year in, you know, through, oh, so thank goodness for that, you know. Mm. But, but, but when I look at it, you know, in more detail, I mean, does, you know, Bob de Van Dyke has just paid himself 200 odd million rand. Uh, you know, is this deserving? I don't know, you know, for what? You know, I don't want to. I, said, I don't no, want to say a word about like, that. No one's worth yeah. two hundred million rand. I'm sorry. No, if if no. a company's you know, share price has fallen thirty, forty percent, or halved even, no one's worth that sort of money. I, no, I, I'm sorry, no, Bob. You're a nice chap, but uh, I no, agree with you. you don't agree. You, I agree with you. You don't deserve it. No, you should give half no. of it away if, to charity. If, or something. if he was uh, sure, if he had invented some kind of a cure, you know, uh, for cancer, for every cancer where you took a pull and suddenly you bounced out of bed, I could understand. But for this, I don't know. And this is why I say that you get the Elizabeth Warrens of the world jumping up and down and getting so angry at the antics of, of call it Wall Street, meaning, uh, you know, that's just a proxy for global markets. You know, anyway, I, it, it's, you know, I've had my say. I just look at the numbers and say, nah, this is not great. No, it's not good. Okay, that, that, that's the main story on the JSC today, apart from the, mm. the reaction as well of the uh, the top 40 and the overall index, and also that follows on from this stunning rally that we t spoke about at the beginning of the interview mm. uh, on, on, on Wall Street, which I believe is two things. The market is oversold, but also I do believe when I look at my commodity screen that the commodity... 
cycle has has its bubbles has temporarily burst and inflation next month and that will maybe just actually the month after will come down yeah. and that will well, yeah. that will buoy the markets but uh, we'll mm. see if it continues on after that um david you you that, that's you've got to see that you know mm. it's got to you've got to have something to base this on How's your um, and, how's uh, Esk- how's Eskom doing? I want to talk about South Africa because I've only got about seven minutes no, left. No, it's not good. Eskom, no, no. uh, have, you, it's, got, have it's, you got load shedding still? In other words, no, power we, cuts. Well, twice uh, we woke up this morning to no electricity, which came on at exactly seven o'clock this morning. So I get up at five for two hours that I was up. It wasn't, and then we had it again from twelve till about two. I don't know whether it's coming on again tonight, but you can't live like that, Lindsay. You know, it's just no, so no. disruptive and so disruptive. And you know what the worst is? And, and people don't appreciate this. Every traffic light or robot goes out. Yeah. Now, you don't have any patrolmen. There are no cops around there to conduct traffic. So you can end up at a at a intersection where a busy, busy intersection, I'm talking busy, on a highway. Like Santon Drive uh, with like William exactly Nickel, for example. Like yeah. Exactly like that. Where you've got no robots. You've mm. got no control or no cop. And you've got these trucks, you've got taxis, you've got the bikes, everybody buying and wanting to get through. Oh, my gosh. And because you get, because you have to stop, start, stop, start, you know, let people through. It creates massive back, you know. But the, you know, the productivity means nothing in this country. But all I'm saying is, there's no forward thinking. There's no okay, at Santon Drive and Nickel, let's put, uh, let's put someone there. You know, let's put a cop there to control it. That one might have. I don't know. I'm not in that area. But I, I, I came across Grayston. Uh, you know, the, I was on the M1 now, going off at Grayston and Catherine. It was chaos. Mm. You know, just anyway. So that's what we're living in at the moment. I think people are getting really, really angry. You know, just just, just angry at the lack of care and the lack of of, of any form of service in, in, you know, in these type of situations. Well, uh, what, what worries me, I mean, I'm looking from afar, but I spent 28 mostly happy years in, in South Africa and the country's been good to me and I enjoyed it. I embraced it and it embraced me. I liked it. But when I saw that story about the 32 um, poor souls that lost their lives in a tavern um, over the weekend, the, the, youngest, the youngest person that died, David, was 13. Now, mm. that to me is obviously a, a tragedy, but it's also, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it tells you that this is a mm. lawless society. How can the, the owner of the tavern allow a 13-year-old in, probably sitting there drinking yeah. a black label or, or whatever? I don't know. I'm being, I'm being a bit well, judgmental here. But no, no, how on earth yeah. are they allowed at 2 in the morning to be in a place like this? Why are they in a place like this? And I can tell you why. Because of economic degradation, because of the economy falling apart and the socioeconomic yeah. economy falling apart as well. Yeah. It's, it's Ramaphosa has lost control. I mean, on the one hand, you see yeah. these nice, shiny pictures of him on the telephone to Putin. On the other hand, his citizens yeah. are dying in, well, a, well, in a tavern. I know. Well, he's going on to, I mean, now the G7 are meeting. Sooner they're going to invite him, I think, with Senegal. There are a couple of outsiders, India, I think, who will be invited as well, you know, into the discussions. And he comes across, you know, in a in a suit and tie, comes across as very erudite and well spoken, as though we're in control of things, mm. which he is. 
but they're not. They're not in control. control of the country. No. No, they're not in control no. at all. No. They've lost control. It's becoming lawless again. Yeah. No electricity. Uh, young people mm. dying in, in the middle of the night uh, yeah. on, on a Sunday when they should be well, you know, looking they, forward they to going to school. Poison. What, what happened to what in a tavern? Were they drinking some kind of scocchiano or something? Or, or smoking something yeah, or something. How so it sounds like it was illegal alcohol or something, which had, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, that had been made in a still that um, probably yeah. wasn't wasn't very hygienic. But anyway, the point is that it shouldn't have been there at two in the morning on a Sunday night. No. They should have been looking no. forward to going to school the next day, yeah. getting an education, yeah. and trying to better themselves. But no, not at all. I th- I, th- I think it's very yeah. sad, David. Well, South Africa is a very at the moment we're a very sad country, and and I think that uh, um, you know if you go through the Zonda report now the final report and document whatever it is, um, it's it's just uh, astonishing that uh, these people you know the the present government can hold on to its uh, you know can hold on to its place. It's just and 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 no one cares. And that's the problem. No. You know, this is uh, it's it's. Uh, the, I just I urge you. I said to you, just read the two articles that appeared in the Economist now, and think of yourself mm. as someone who doesn't know this country. You know, are you going to come here? Are you going to invest here? No. It's uh, it just identifies from the day, from the time you know this Frieda uh, dairy and the and what happened onwards, and and how tainted and they, and they point fingers at uh, you know at at, at uh, Ramaphosa as well, and then we go on to the next. You know, next story. This whole, all this money that vanished from his farm. I mean, it's just, just ludicrous. Yeah, I'm not anyway, familiar with that one. I don't follow. Markets are up, though. You know, that's yeah, that's markets are up, which is great. It's, but that's it's, nothing to do with South Africa. That's to do with Tencent. No. <laughs> um, yeah. it's not a South uh-huh. African good news story. It's a a South African no. person who invested in Tencent. Good mm-hmm. news story. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, and they they pay presumably they t- they pay an enormous amount of uh, uh, taxes, which um, which boosts the, the the fiscus and everything else. But um, otherwise, no, it's it's actually I, f- I find it a little bit depressing. I would find it more depressing mm-hmm. if I was living there. But uh, I, and on the other hand, I have a great affection for the country. I think people are country. getting depressed. Yeah, are they? I think people are, you are depressed. Getting, yeah, normal. Well, I'm anxious. You know, I'm anxious about the way that we live. And the way out of it, because there doesn't seem to be any way out of where we are. Huh. And it's uh, it's it's. It, it, I'm I'm much older than you know. I'm I'm at an age where I don't have to think too hard about my future. It, it, in other words, building a living or building a family. Here. Yes. But I think for young people, it's got to be disturbing. Of course. And, it is. and and you know, while while you might have some rich people or the the children of rich people who can send them to any other country. You know, for the large and the vast majority, people are stuck here. And that's mm. that's who we have to take care of. You know, that's who we have to encourage and help. My son uh, is getting married in December, um, and um, his his uh, soon-to-be wife, his fiance, is a, a teacher. He's got an online business, and he just phoned me up and said, um, "I want to I want to move to, to to Europe, and I want to start with the Netherlands because uh, that's that yeah. seems to be the go-to place for uh, young people leaving South Africa to go to Europe, yeah. the Netherlands, yeah. because it's organised uh, you know, Afrikaans and and Dutch." Yeah, they're, they're sort of interchangeable, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. And he, he wants to do it. And he's been a real homeboy, David. He mm-hmm. never wanted to yeah. go anywhere yeah. else. He loves South Africa, and he still does love South Africa, but he wants to move. 
and I've never mm. I've, I've never had that before. He's 28 yeah. years old, yeah. and suddenly it's it's turned. Uh-huh. And he's not a great uh, follower uh-huh. of politics and or socioeconomics, uh, which, yeah. which again sort of made me think, goodness me, mm-hmm. um, how many other people are doing this? Well, we know, but mm. yeah, it makes mm. me a bit sad. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I've got to go, David, but thank you very much. Um, okay. Pleasure. I will speak we'll to you speak next week. Whenever. Oh, yeah, tomorrow, of course. Yeah, okay. uh, Nick Kunz is back tomorrow, <laughs> so we'll have a double-headed Dream Team yeah. edition of the Five O'clock Shadow. That was the, okay. um, that was Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities, and we'll be back with David and Nick tomorrow evening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.